Welcome to Saffron Hardcore Live. That's touching. Thanks. Uh, I'm Joe McEnroy, uh, which means this guy, Steve Walsh, my co-host. Hello. Who knew? Yeah, thanks everyone for coming. We're live at the King's Head in Borough. Got basically a full house. I mean, there's an empty seat between uh, Vaughan style and uh, Paul. Um, good crowd. Yeah, about that. Perfect crowd, isn't it? Just not, not too many. Guests but, you know. in every row. We've got Louis Peckham over there, the face of South London Hardcore. Oh, there he is. Speaking of which, I <laughs> uh, hope you've all brought lots of uh, coins with you. Or notes. We accept notes as well. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll be auctioning off. Oh, look, Helen's arrived late. And it's Laura, uh, Laura Lee, hi. <laughs> We're going to be auctioning off Owen Pomery's original South London Hardcore logo, uh, hand drawn. This is an original Pomery. So, you know, get in early on the ground floor of Pomery. That's always my uh, way of thinking. Also, it's a lovely frame. So, you know, he'll look a handsome object. He's as good a mounter as he is illustrator. (laughs) (laughs) Live laugh, Steve. I could have a career in stand-up comedy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, before we start the body of the piece, I think we need to talk about a piece of your body. I didn't even write that. That was just uh, there. I'm sure you all saw Paul Shin's... uh, Beautiful poster for the live show. Um, and maybe some of you even saw the emails he leaked, where uh, I asked, I was quite specific about what I should be wearing in the poster and that I should be clean shaven. Paul obviously thought that uh, belonged in the public domain, that information. Uh, I've obviously come uh, with quite the beard on me. Um, and the reason is because, uh, as you can see, I'm in, my hand is in a splint and will be for the next eight weeks. And completely unrelated to the uh, tenosynovitis that put a stop to the show in the summer. Uh, I'll set the scene, Steve. Christmas Eve, you know, chestnuts. Uh, no, no, it's a beef stir fry on the stove. Uh, we'll cook a dinner for Lakeisha, obviously. She's minding uh, Xavier in the front room. Trying to put the, the washing up away as well. And uh, I'm foolishly put two glasses up into the top cupboard dropped one glass, smashed into my hand, cut my thumb open, and, you know, I screamed, obviously. Lakeisha came, tied a muslin around it immediately, elevated it, sort of kept asking me how I did it. I said, don't worry, we need to just <laughs> call my mum. She needs to drive me to the hospital, it's not important. You know, you've got Xavier crawling through blood. Uh, <laughs> went straight to uh, Guy's Hospital, little tip, uh, the urgent care centre at uh, Guy's Hospital. There's never anyone there. If you want an A&E, go straight there. Yeah, That's a genuine tip if anyone's writing any kind of South London travel guides here. Um, <laughs> saw me there. Saw the same guy I saw when I couldn't move my hand for tennis innovators, Edward McAnally. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Scottish, uh, Scottish male nurse up there. Uh, found out the plastics man, lady, at uh, St Thomas's, sent me over there. You know, So I spent Christmas kind of uh, waiting for an operation. At home, you know, you put a bandage on it. And then uh, a couple of days after Christmas, they put my arm to sleep. They said, do you want general anaesthetic or regional? So I was like, have regional, get out of the hospital. Sort of 45 minutes earlier, can't you? And then sort of realised, as they wheeled me in with a numb arm, that they're just going to be cutting me open. <laughs> like, just over there. It's a bit like with the labour, like where uh, they say to you, stay at the head end. Like everyone says this you stay is, at the head end. This is a t-shirt in labour with their child. Yeah, no, but like, that's the advice you always get. Stay at the head end. But then, like, once you get in the room, like, you realise, like, your wife's head is, like, two feet from her vagina. And, like, like there's no end, is there? Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's all right there. Lakeisha's, she's not here tonight, which is probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, a lot of awkward sideways looks right now. So, yeah, they made me this lovely... Uh, Plastic cast, as you can see, I won't undo my sleeve. It's not the original one. The original one, Jack Hags, was so big that, uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, it was a big phone. Mom, I showed my mum the picture and she was like, is that how he carries the baby? She thought it was a special device for cradling a child to do so big. It was so big, this is for the comic fans now, so if you painted it red, he'd look like Hellboy. Yeah. You go, like a dozen people yeah, get that, that's yeah. fine, that's, that's a good hit. Yeah, so they, uh, I'm in this for eight weeks now, I've got to pick the colour of the straps, which is nice, went for the purple. Right. So you know you can shoot this that sort of spurs blue in it. Yeah, let's not mention that though. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Steve will be editing the show for the next uh, six to eight weeks. If you notice any kind of dip in quality, <laughs> any uh, ums and ahs, 
sort of uh, hard cuts. That'll be Steve's uh, lack of expertise. Famously, Jack uh, has admitted openly that when he edits the show, he cuts out his ums and ahs, doesn't cut out mine, and sometimes adds his ones onto mine. So if you do see any change in quality, it'll be that. It'll just be a bit fairer. Not a lot fairer. Also, you said, Steve, when you were advertising the live show that people could meet Lakeisha of more Lakeisha fame. That's not the case. She has to look after the baby. Not because she's a woman, because uh, <laughs> I'm doing this and she's the other parent. Um, Lakeisha is, apart from us, the person with the most appearances on the show. Mm. But if you have to choose between Jack and Lakeisha... It's hard choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But she, when I first mentioned the live show to her and the fact that uh, you had uh, mentioned, Steve, that she would be... Uh, I've announced her appearance. She, she said something like, What if they hit me like they hit Leona Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, the thing, the pattern of Lakeisha's appearance on the show are you ask Lakeisha to be on the show, she insists she's not going to come on the show, she comes on the show. She doesn't listen to the show, but then insists afterwards she's not coming back on the show because you've stitched her up in some way on the edit. Then, then it all starts again and we ask her to be on the show and she comes on the show. And yeah, it's, it's that cycle. Yeah. My dad's always mentioned in the episode, I think episode 14, Peaches, when she turns up at the end and it's like, why is my dinner not ready? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you can see what happens when I do. <laughs> Dolly, if you want to sit down. Where's that to sit? There's Chess. two seats over there, isn't there? Oh, they're set for those. Have we got a pair of seats? Over there, over there, look, a pair of seats. Like, it's like almost the exact number of uh, yeah. chairs that we need, Steve. Thanks, Jim Hall, for putting them out. And Owen Pomery, previous guest on the show. Yeah. It's all coming together, isn't it? Yeah, we should sort of, like, we've announced Louis, the inspiration Much for his, uh, South London Hardcore in a lot of ways. But also, not just the logo, uh, the man who coined the phrase South London Hardcore. Mm, very the much man so. who first scrawled, you know, an image not dissimilar to this with the SLHC underneath, all over the basement of a central London bookshop. Yeah, don't shop at Waterstones. <laughs> <laughs> Go to southlandhardcore.com, uh, click the Amazon banner, and then we'll get a little bit of money and we'll spend it all on the show. Like, you know, getting buses to Rob Rive or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Louis... Uh, I think Louis wants to just stop talking about him. Still. I was going to move on. I was just about to move on. I was about to move on. Um, yeah, Jack took the inspiration from Louis' words. The plan was originally just to do a podcast, wasn't it? That was your thing. You were like, let's do a podcast. So people need to hear my voice. I need to get all these people in a room together so I can, uh... yeah. I and we had, we had different ideas, didn't we? No good ones, really. What were the other ones? What, for like? names? No, for the show itself. Oh. I had an idea, and I, I think I might misremember it. It's such a bad idea for a podcast now. I had an idea that we'd watch videos on the internet, talk about videos on the internet, then post the show with links and time codes to what we were talking about on the show. And people would, like, watch along with us. Yeah, I was trying to do some sort of multimedia platform thing that is, doesn't exist, does it? It's just not a thing. Didn't this was it didn't. This idea. was much better. This yeah. was... So, yeah, just to uh, make sure the credit is properly aligned, Jack came up with the idea of doing a podcast, the concept of the show, the name of the show, owns the recorder, and only doesn't edit the show when he's not injured himself seriously... Doing some but you out. do give people the impression, Steve, that you've put more work in. <laughs> That's the impression people have got, without me even trying to. You've got impression. note cards here, 107, I bought some blank ones just to make it look fatter, didn't I? That's, uh, just make it look uh, bigger. They're significant numbers, we'll get to that. So we sell a number of South London Hardcore t-shirts. People are modelling them today, obviously. Oh, I almost did, Steve, but I need to keep this uh, cast hidden, so I went for a long sleeve shirt. You've yeah. gone for your traditional shorts. Short, short, short. <laughs> Show off the uh, suit arms. There's two ways to recognise me. The, the, the check shirt, or as Andrew Humphrey did at uh, LFS, he came over to say, when I'd recognise that laugh anywhere. <laughs> That's uh, the number one Tupperware salesman in UK and Ireland, is it? Can we get another round of applause? I mean, that's... <laughs> Andrew as well, uh, a very strong early supporter of the show, uh, wrote about us very kindly on se1.com. My aunt saw that. That's not the right link, is it? Isn't it? No, it's not. Is it not? What is it? It's uh, london-se1.co.uk. All right. There we go. london-se1.co.uk, if you didn't hear that. And my aunt sent me the link going, this guy's talking about you and your mate. And my family are still not quite sure what this is that we do. Do they get podcasts in Ireland? <laughs> they, 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 they do, but they don't really Some get R- involved. R- the, their only question really is how much money you're making off it, and you sort of go, none. Minus, you know, X amount. And they don't seem too enthused by it. No. But the fact that someone 
who wasn't related to us. Yeah, unlike my family, like my dad listens every week and sort of gives me a critique. <laughs> <laughs> my my favourite my favorite comment from your dad on the show was uh, Jack asked how was it, and his dad went, "There's always something I don't like." <laughs> <laughs> but he thrives on the mention as uh, regular listeners will know. <laughs> so t-shirts. Um, a few weeks ago, we had Lakeisha on. Uh, can't remember the episode number. Southlandhardcore.com. Click the episode guide. And she told uh, an apocryphal story uh, about me burning my hand, didn't burn my hand on a hot plate uh, in, from it wasn't a hot. Parisian uh, crepe vendor. And as the hashtag, I think it might have been uh, David White, David over there from White Avery Hill Publishing, who really it. brought it to yeah. everyone's attention. Uh, Monsieur, no. Uh, from that story if you haven't heard the story go back and listen to the show um, and obviously on Christmas Eve when I did cut my thumb announced I was having surgery David was straight on there with his mission <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah we're, we're having a competition to design a Southland Hardcore t-shirt um, with Monsieur Non on it uh, sort of that can just be typography a picture. A lot of talented artists, artists in the room today. Paul Shin, <laughs> Richard Chandler, and I'll probably others that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, so if you uh, email your designs, well, people listening as well, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, you also are allowed to. Southlandhardcore at gmail.com and uh, say the closing date will be the end of January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sounds like right? closing date. Yeah. 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 I'm so I'm maybe ready. listen back to the show. You might get some inspiration for what you want to put on a t-shirt and the winner will get a t-shirt and lots of uh, kind of acclaim from our us. only remit is it has to have the, the phrase monsieur non yeah exclamation mark optional probably or? after the monsieur yeah there was one I think yeah. in the apocryphal story <laughs> uh, don't have to say Southland Harper on it can no. can but doesn't have to so should we open up Steve. Well, I want to talk. Uh, oh, yeah, just because people are going to wonder, aren't they? Oh yeah, why is there a tennis ball? Yeah. Why is there a tennis ball that has the SLHC logo on it twice and the words May Day 2012? Um, mm. A man who puts our South London passions to shame, oh. you might say. <laughs> a man announced uh, by uh, Mishi, who is uh, a legendary figure amongst Dyer Hamlet supporters, as the Dyer Hamlet supporter of 2013, mm. uh, Robert Malofon. I'm, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> If you ever go to those Hamlet uh, at Champion Hill, and I highly recommend it, I don't go enough because I work in a shop uh, that's open on Saturdays, like shops are. And uh, if you go along there and look behind the goal, you'll see an array of banners, a uh, new portrait. How new is the portrait of Gavin Rose? Uh, I didn't actually bring that up. Oh, did you my, not? My design, my drawing, right. but that's uh, when I was printed up. It's a couple of weeks old. Yeah, it's tremendous. It's Fresh. Yeah. Imagine... Uh, well, actually, I was going to say, imagine Gavin Rose. It's going to be hard for a lot of you who've never seen the guy. But imagine uh, a portrait of a contemporary football manager done in the style of uh, Haile Selassie. Was that the inspiration? Uh, it just looks like a regal portrait of the 70s, doesn't it? It's yeah. great. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that's Why not? Why not? <laughs> but Robert is a man who uh, regularly makes wonderful things that relate to South London. And his most recent creation is this, which is the first official South London hardcore Pat Ball ball. Who's heard of Pat Ball? Yeah. Who's heard of Pat Ball? Well, this is the kind of crowd we're doing. Who's heard of Pat Ball? Where are you from, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in from uh, New Cross? <laughs> yeah, we, we did an episode where we talked about Pat Ball because I'd made an assertion somewhere on the internet that South, uh, Pat Ball was invented in South London. Yeah, I thought I dismissed it. I think it's yeah. a thing where whatever school you went to, you thought your school invented it. I thought my school invented it. I thought their school invented it. But um, we were talking about Pat Ball. And what? Yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah, that's what I was asking. It's not in Ireland, is it? Podcast, no, Pat Ball. Is it not? Right. So, it pretty much, so, yeah. Like so you, you serve it, like bounce it. You bounce it off the floor, has to hit the wall, come back, then you pat it, hitting the floor, hitting the wall. Uh, you can do low cuts, top. Yeah. Rush Pat Ball. Rush Someone pat gets ball. out, they have to get to the spit pit before they get beat up. That's maybe just at London Hall, but... There were, there were various, uh, yeah, different versions of that. But yeah, we, we talked about Pat Ball on the show, and I had vague ideas for setting up an, uh, a Pat Ball tournament at uh, a disused petrol station on the Wharf Road. Didn't come to fruition. There's a lot of broken glass on that uh, abandoned petrol station on the Wharf Road. But we, uh, myself and Robert were talking about it on Twitter, and the conversation, you have to say, got hijacked by, I think the Twitter account is at Mr. Pat Ball. <laughs> but it's a man whose only obsession in life is Pat Ball. 
And I, I had forgotten it's about not your Pat for a long account. time. It's not my other account. This is, this is not me. Is Mr. Pat... Well, he might be here. We don't even know. He isn't. No, he isn't. Um, yeah, so this guy uh, was like, this sounds great, guys. Let's, let's do it. Let's really... Uh, do a paddle tournament. And I was like, okay. And you sort of, and he's very enthusiastic. So I clicked on to see who he was following and who was following him. And I think no, four people following, random people, a lot of spam accounts. Um, but he was following myself and Robert, a few other people, but then also every major international sports brand in the world. Because <laughs> he clearly felt if he could Thinking just, big. just, could just big, keep yeah. mentioning it, as a sport, in front of these people, Reebok are going to go, how do we get involved? Welcome to the... Uh, how much money do you need to make this happen? Welcome to the uh, Pat Ball Championship, sponsored by Slazinger. <laughs> possible. So, yeah, Robert made us this uh, delightful As object. goes in the archive. It goes in the archive, yeah. What other things from the archive? Um, yeah, the South London books that were Jack's Christmas present to me... Uh, Nothing in return. This year. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said much, didn't I? You got something last year, yeah. Didn't get him anything this year. It's distracted. Um, you got a birthday present, Mark? Good, good. It's my birthday it's next week, if anyone's... Uh... Joint birthday Christmas present. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so uh, two tremendous books. I'm going to move away from the microphone and I jack now. You'll mess up the stereo, Steve. I'm suddenly in everyone's other ear now. <laughs> <laughs> this was last year's one, uh, South London by Walter Besson, um, which Robert got for Christmas this year. I got it two years ago. Oh, right, Okay. Yeah, it's tremendous. I mean, look at that. And now Steve's going to do a reading. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to talk about how the book looks, which for a podcast is awful, blue. but for the live It's a blue antiquarian book. Yeah. Um, inscription inside uh, for W.J. Bowden, 2nd of April 1946. This edition's 1901. Four words from 1898. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, beautiful thing. Um, Walter Besson... Any mention oh, of Pat Ball? No mention of Pat Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Just missed it. Um, got a little... Uh, French speech with his, his backlist. London, generally. Then Westminster, South London, East London, 50 years ago. There is books. This book, from this year, a little later, tremendous map. Put this on Facebook the other day just because it's such a beautiful thing. Um, but more significantly, part of a series called County Books, The County Book, South London by Harry Williams. Um, other books, this inscription is from 2013. Oh, yeah. Jack, Rakesha, and um, Other books in this series Sussex, Surrey, Kent, Hertfordshire, Staffordshire, Shropshire, Worcestershire, Gloucestershire, Hampshire, and the Isle of Wight, South London, Cheshire, Cumberland, Ulster, <laughs> <laughs> Somerset, Devonshire, Dorset, Derbyshire, Yorkshire, East Riding, Cambridgeshire, and Huntingdonshire. Just saying, you know, people go, South London looks special. I'm like, people are only writing books about that. We made job. <laughs> We've been doing the show for 98 episodes officially. There'll be one going up tomorrow and then this going up the week after. But obviously this is the 100th episode celebration. Um, and significantly, yesterday on the website, we went over to 100,620 hits. That is a significant number, is it? 100,620? Because it's 100, because it's 100. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See? And that was yesterday, so it's almost like uh, synchronicity. It's nice. Keep pressing refresh. <laughs> Back forth. Um, and also, uh, 107,681 episode listens. We thought we might throw it out to a bit of a Q&A format. I'm um, hoping some people have come with... Uh... People have questions. I don't yeah. think questions. Uh, does anyone want to raise their hand and maybe speak quite loudly when you ask the question? <laughs> oh, Missy! Yeah, two quick questions. The book that you got this year... Yep. Was it smoke damage at all? with the fire at the Cuban Museum and the archives... I don't know, some people did try and break in there. Not that I'm accusing you. But... The thing is, it's of such an age. It could be just musty, it could be smoke damage... Okay. It could have clear evidence of a library uh, sticker being ripped out from the front. Who knows? I've got that from uh, Amazon using the South Island Harbour link, actually. So if anyone else <laughs> wants to do the same. <laughs> but that is where a criminal would sell it, I suppose, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Amazon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mishy, your second question. Uh, which I've described. Oh, yes, of course. Now, obviously, everyone knows that South London has got chosen part of London. Yeah. <laughs> or being educated, of course. Obviously. <laughs> He's the greatest ever player, by the way. And if you think that's a bit unusual, football grounds are churches, that's where we go to worship. 
and you can say those champion in stadium, but that's another story. <laughs> well, just to give people a bit of context, I did Kel, the last amateur player to represent England. Well, I'm playing solely for an amateur club, 1929 against Belgium, France, and Spain. Go. Go I'll start, Missy will give you all the details you need. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, again, one of my favourite South London stories, and your dad's involved in this, are we going to talk about his uh, corrupt practices on the show? I think we talked about it before, didn't we? Well, getting, no, but for, uh, yeah. for getting blue plaque nominations, uh, handing out forms pre-filled in to uh, <laughs> minors. <laughs> <laughs> Just sign your name at the box. Vote for Edgar Cale, Notch Dickens. But also Edgar Cale Way. That was another thing where... Yeah, I mean, there was, I imagine you were involved in that Miss Edgar Cale Way, were you? Getting yeah, in the renames? Your old, your old man was more involved in the plaque, which came afterwards, which is when everyone seen the Southern Council blue plaques. The first year they launched them, they, they offered 20 of them. And the top five um, got special awards. And the, the, the best one, the one that came sixth, was the campaign which his dad led for Edgar Cale. And um, that was called the Community Award. Being Southern Council, you never actually got anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, going back to Edgar Cowell Way, which is the approach road to our ground off the Dock in a Wheel. Now, I'm going to bore you a bit, but we had a huge old ground on the same side as our current one, which in the 19, built in 1931, and in its heyday it held 20,000 or more, and we got crowds like that for big games. And it fell apart, wooden and all that, and we needed a new ground. Um, so that's why the Sainsbury's got built on our trading pitch. We didn't own the ground, but we gave up the lease, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the people who objected to that were the um, Peckham Society and a chap called John Beasley, um, who's, who's still to this day is very popular with Dale Janet fans. No, I've heard his, his name and, used um, as a curse word. In our And suddenly these signs appeared, you know, like planning application signs, and it said, Sports Road. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> shocking. Sport, what kind of name's that? <laughs> so suddenly the, the planning committee didn't know what to hit them. They just got a deluge of letters and phone calls. We want Edgar Cowell Way. So never mind your Matt Busby way at Old Trafford and all this <laughs> nonsense. Here's a true proper South London icon. Mm. Edgar Cowell in my art, keep me dunnage, Steve. As the song goes, which I'm not going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> but it is now Edgar Cowell Way. And, you know, wonderful for two things, in that that's a great tribute to Edgar Cowell. And it also saves us from Sport Road, or whatever they thought yeah, was appropriate. Right. Ridiculous. Did, did we answer your question, Michelle? I can't remember. No, sorry, I thought the second was it's a bit divisive. Right, yeah. Because obviously I'm, I'm, I love South London, as I say, like, you know. And the um, problem is, there's two bits of South London, isn't there? South East London yep. and South West London. Yep. Now, there's parts of South West London that, dare I say it, it's home to the arch rivals of Dulwich Right, right. You're not going to say the name out loud, are you? We well, can't. Will you leave if I say it? Well, I'm from the Subs and Buggers. <laughs> but people might call them Suit and the Mitchell. Now, for me, South, South London really sort of starts and ends. If you go the wrong way, South London stops at Catford and then you've got the countryside. <laughs> going the other way, you know, it's almost like once you pass Ruskin Park and over Cold Harbour Lane, that's South West London. You're a bit more broad-minded than me. Well, <laughs> the thing is, we actually we got in trouble quite early on, didn't we? Not in trouble, but people were calling Call us out shop, because yeah. we were South London hardcore. But I think you, you said yourself, you're like, we're basically just covering the wharf road at the moment. Yeah. So we, we, did, bo- like, we did Vauxhall to appease the South yeah, West. we did. <laughs> Brixton. But we know. did do a tooting episode recently, and it, you know, it went down. Owen Palmer, he loved it, you know. <laughs> so it was one of our strongest. He's nodding, you can't hear it, but... <laughs> So, so yeah, unfortunately, we, we're going to keep covering Tooting Mishy. And if, you, if that means you need to walk out on us in the middle of a live show <laughs> causing a scene. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no problem with that, but it's a case of, presumably you record at home. Yep. Yeah. I'm just wondering which one I fireball. <laughs> 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 well, Steve's in Annalise, so if you want to come down to the countryside for the day. <laughs> rural, rural, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, it's just set fire to a local haystack, isn't it? It's fine. Yeah. It'll spread. Actually, I've done a better idea. Because when we won the league... Not setting fire to my house? No, no, no. <laughs> I think it might appeal to more people. When we won the league, WJ won Division 1 South. It was our first championship in 35 years. Absolutely mental day. But um, at 1 o'clock in the morning, and other times earlier in the afternoon and evening, we were dancing around the roundabout at Gill Square. 
I've just built two effigies of you two. Robert's going to do it, because if you are artistic, you sort of save your house and flat and all that. So. Yeah, just set fire to that. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I would say, if someone was to build an effigy of me and set fire to it on Goose Green, do it. That sounds great. That's pretty much why we started the show. Stringing you up on the lamppost. Yes. Yeah. Mussolini, isn't it? This all been heading in a way. <laughs> Actually, Mussolini was a lamppost, but we won't. You're right. <laughs> I mean, she's done such research in the best way to stream it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going, he's just testing lampposts. That won't hold him. Too good for you. Uh, any any questions that won't involve... Oh, look, Jason Cobb Jason over there. Cobb. Another, another uh, yeah, another uh, big supporter show. Thank you, Jason. You know, evening. Um, sort of similar really to Missy's question. Same kind of lines. I'm right. interested, how, how would you two define, what would you define as your centre of South London? What location? Uh, for me, the uh, Elephant Castle was always seen in terms of uh, transport, which I think I generally define these things as kind of the hub, really. I don't want to go all Jerry Johnson. That's a reference that very <laughs> few people will get. Four people. Inside Waterstones in reference there. Um, but no, it's a bit of, you know, you kind of, you go, if you're going through Elephant and Castle, and everywhere we kind of cover on the show that doesn't sort of involve us thinking, oh, we better cover this other place. It's places you'd probably get to from the Elephant and Castle. Uh, obviously, I would, go on. I would say Camberwell because I was born Bias. there. Yeah. yeah, grew up there, lived there. But also, similarly, you've got the Elephant Castle at the top as this hub where transport spreads out in many directions. But then, if you go down to the other end of the Wharf Road and Camberwell, Camberwell Green does a similar thing. And as a kid, like my parents didn't drive, uh, I don't no, drive. No, so you just get used to buses. And like my mates were always like, no, there's no car in the family. I was like, I live like five minutes from Campbell Green. I can get a bus anywhere. Not anywhere, but anywhere I needed to go. And I was always like really impressed that you go that way and it's, you know, uh, heading up to Oval and then Victoria. Going up that way, Elephant and Castle, then uh, Central London. Beyond. Yeah, down that way to Croydon, that way to Peckham. You know, it, well, I felt like I was at the centre of South London. So the centre of South London is Steve, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever I happen to be standing at that point. But yeah, but interestingly, yeah, we've both betrayed our childhoods. I think like you grew up off the Wharf Road and spent a lot of time in the Elephant Castle. I grew up yeah, not off. in the shopping centre. No, no, but <laughs> but I grew up off Peckham Road and spent a lot of time in Campbell Green. So for us, they would be the natural sort of points where you you're impressed by the scope of where you can get to. Hi, Hi Sarah. Sarah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Iceland Campbell, um, and uh, it's a Woolworth Road question. So, what is the best name shop on Wall of Road, in your opinion? There is only one right answer. So. <laughs> oh, what is the right answer? That. It's not the best kebab, because that's, that's n- not at all true, though. Because no. it's Wall of Kebab House. Kim West is Campbell Road, rather than Yeah, yeah. Kim, um, Kim West is great, just because I assumed they'd change their name so it would look like it was Kim Kardashian, Kanye, yeah. Kanye West oh, yeah. reference. But they've been here about 20 years, I think, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, Beyonce Beauty. Beyonce Harry <laughs> Yeah, that's Peckham, isn't it? Yeah. There's no Beyonce in Wolf Road, is there? No, it's Peckham. What's yeah. the beauty shop in Wolf Road, then? The one that's got those so amazing no, There's pictures. a new shop in uh, Campbell, Road, uh, Campbell, new Ro- uh, no, Campbell Road called Vans, which is not the Vans shop that I frequent. <laughs> Quite disappointing looking at that. Out there. The be- Iceland? Is that the best name? <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. What is the beauty place? You know what I mean? The works. Julia knows beauty. That's or the works. Oh, you no, no, Julia knows beauty is yeah, the one I'm thinking yeah. of with that remarkable portrait as well. Uh, it's got the apostrophe in the wrong place. <laughs> is it the right answer? Yeah, no. no. Oh. So, you know, Michael Lee's Beefy Boys. The outside suit. Oh, yeah, right, 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 yeah. Right. Beefy Boys, you don't know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a Michael Lee Beefy Boys <laughs> <laughs> model. Just, uh, got any of my suits? <laughs> at the back, Steve. At the back. <laughs> what is the answer? Is it Michael Lee? Yeah, yeah. Beefy Boys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, there's a new one called. That's closed down. And there's one called Woolworth Slots, which I think is pretty good. Is it not closed down? Woolworth Slots. So is that where one store used to be? That's pretty good, but it's just draining the community true, of gambling that's money. Isn't it? Oh, there was there was Rimworld as well. The Rimworld. Yeah. That's the answer, isn't it? Rimworld. Yeah. And it actually has a sign that says Rim Barbers outside. So. <laughs> it was a hat shop, wasn't it? Just to give it a bit. Well. Yeah, they sell hats and they cut hair, you know. Vertical integration, isn't it? <laughs> so the great Steve then. T- turns amazing. out to have the answer is Rimworld. I know. I'm wrong. <laughs> 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 it's because me to North London. I know nothing anymore. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
Did I, oh, there we go. Personal interest question. Jess, there. Thanks. What's your blog? Cakesandcomics.blogspot.com. Um, it's so close, yeah. She's not brought cake today, so apologies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much pressure. Um, okay, what can you tell me about the history of baking in South London? And if it's nothing, what can you make up about the history of baking in South London? <laughs> there is something, isn't there? Oh, got it. Greenwich Palace has been used as a royal residence. Biscuit factory. Just unbelievable. Like, I'm not going into that. Like, where were we going apart from that? Given the question. This show's over. Um, yes. Uh, was a royal residence used as a prison during the Civil War. Was used as a biscuit factory after the English Civil War. Bang. Good, isn't it? That was good. Yeah. Plus, on Wharf Road, there were uh, two Greggs. Uh, <laughs> four doors apart, famously. Just no cannibalising their own one. business. You know, no <laughs> one's having a pasty. And four doors later going, probably a sausage roll. Too <laughs> warfare centric though, isn't it? The yeah. show so far. Sorry. Oh, in Greenwich there. Yeah. It was nice. It's mm. working though. People are asking questions, did not they? And we've got the answers. <laughs> or Andrew has. Oh. Stephen had his hand up slightly. Well, badly. I mean, that was a better hand up than Ken. But I have to go Stephen just on, on final question. It was, what was that? It's terrible. It's visual. Is there a Sorry. doctor in the house? <laughs> Stephen. Stephen Graham, our resident musicologist. You'll know him from uh, our playlist episodes yeah. where we talk about music badly and then he sort of explains why a song's good. <laughs> That's not good enough. That's exactly. What's the show done to you earlier? With each other. Oh, right. Let's <laughs> talk about the divorce. Um, well, just to, just to illuminate uh, Jack's accident a little more. Um, Which my, one? This one. This one, yeah. Um, Lakeisha put a, a post on Facebook just giving a bit more detail that Jack won't tell you. Uh, where as he's being uh, shipped out of the house to go to the hospital, he shouts over his shoulder... Look after my iPod and make sure you tell Steve what happened. <laughs> Which your wife probably doesn't want to hear if her husband's rushing off to hospital. I was touched. I've just finished editing the show. You know, I'm about to upload it. I'm cooking the dinner. Doing the macaroni cheese for Christmas as well. You know, the, I, as I cut myself, I quickly leant over, turned the stove off, turned the oven off, turned the microwave off. That's ready. And uh, I think... I never screamed before or after that. <laughs> but no, you needed to know, Steve. I did. This is know. the thing, like, Lakeisha won't really accept that Steve is now my work colleague. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, this is like, it's sort of, oh, you're going to, like, she calls it a hobby. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we've, uh, it's not, it's more, it's slightly more than a hobby, but like, not, I can't put it on my CV. Well, the thing, the, the thing that I uh, love about the show is myself and Jack used to work together at a shop. We both left. Pretty similar times, you know, very different reasons, very different, you know, not, not all of us were escorted out of the building, not all of us had to. <laughs> um, and it is a thing where, I'm sure we've all been in a situation where you're working with someone and you get on with someone and you, you leave and you're like, we'll keep in touch though, we'll definitely we'll go for a drink, we'll, we'll have a chat and it'll be, but what we've done now is turn that friendship into an obligation. <laughs> we've given ourselves each week a reason where we have to see each other. Which I love. Jack's, you know, less so, isn't it? I mean, he's got That's a wife it. and kids. No, but in all seriousness, kids. you don't want to get sentimental, but, like... <laughs> come on, no. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I've, yeah, we'd see each other... Uh, you know, you see people like who you were just as close to like, every three months. Like, only when you do a live podcast do you see them. Glenn <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's changed more than anything. It's changed my outlook. Like, it's kind of ruined things a bit. Like, you know, we'd be going out for like a family meal. And like, my mum will say, should we go to this restaurant? And you're like, well, can we go to this one that's just on this side of the river? It's okay, so I need to talk about it. Or <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to like put an album on and you're like, well, I won't listen to that because I better listen to this, the artist from, from South London. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's, you, you are constantly looking for shows. That's, that's how it changed our outlook on life in general. You're constantly sort of angling for things that could possibly be turned into an episode or just something to mention on an episode. But that's quite good. I mean, the thing, another thing I love about the show is when I left Waterstones, you know, one of the things I loved about Waterstones, as well as the remarkable people that you meet while working there, was the fact that you're in this place that's just devoted to ideas. And it was this huge place. So it had every, you know, book that was possible on a subject. So you, and just like, sorting through the stuff that would end up on the wrong floor at the end of the day. 
uh, you just find these gems and you're just surrounded by one. And now I'm working in a comic shop, which I love, and it's got me so much more deeper into comics. I'm writing about comics, making comics, and talking about comics in a way that I wouldn't have before. But I think if I was just doing that and just focused on comics, it would, you know, I, I think I'd, I'd suffer as a person. And rather than having those ideas around me now, this show forces me to, to be constantly reading the things and looking at things and listening to things for the show, which gives me... So it seems like, you know, if I was working at Waterstones, because I'd pick up a book and go, that used to be a biscuit factory. But now I've got to go out and find out where these biscuit factories are. But that's fun. I like it. That's the difference between you and me, I suppose, Steve. I'll just <laughs> stick the trolley in the lift lobby and let someone else do it. <laughs> I mean, if you are in a bookshop, just as a general plea, uh, if you pick up, just put it back where you found it. It's easy, isn't it? You're standing there. There was a, a woman one morning who uh, came in and she was looking for a book and it wasn't on the shelf. It said on the computer we had one, which is a nightmare. And someone downstairs had told her, probably Jim, that it was there. So once they get a number in their head, they're like determined that it's definitely there. And uh, I was like, I'm sorry, we are showing one. Uh, I can't see it on the shelf. It could be damaged, it could be stolen. She went, well, this is ridiculous. I was reading it last night. And I was like, okay, where were you reading it last night? She was like, on the fifth floor. And I was like, it's, it's probably up there then. I'll go and have a look. And on the trolley for Bookshop Floors, it was there. But this woman seems to have an idea that when the shop closed, we press a button, and all the shelves just sort of realign. And all the books magically turn back to where they should be. Be nice. Put stuff back where you found it. <laughs> That's the message that's up on the podcast. might have a painkiller. Well, keep, keep talking, Steve. Why haven't I? I'm going to have a slug of water because you're definitely going to have to. No, that's why I want to. Drink it from the same cup. Who's next? Someone in the Avery Hill group. Oh, no, no, no. Definitely, come on. It's a question that came up on Twitter. It's a London-wide thing, but I wanted to, to ask for a South London-centric uh, kind of question. Do you have a favourite street name in South London? Well, I think Missy's already nailed it, so we'll go for a second favourite after Edgar Carroll Way. Yeah. As a kid, I was convinced that Sanson Street in Camberwell was named after Kenny Sanson because a sticker album said that he was born in Camberwell when it happened to be there. Yeah. So I always had a lot of affection for that. And you're obviously, Steve, you, I mean, your kind of origin story, just put it in, because there's a lot of comic folk in it. You've got a big giggle there from the front row. <laughs> uh, they know what that means. It, it's, it's hazy, isn't it? Because you sort of claim to have been born in one place, and then it sort of turns out you weren't. <laughs> sort of, uh, <laughs> lot of, uh, lot of retcon going on. <laughs> um, but you sort of, at one point, you were saying that you... Uh, you this is my pa- claim that I lived on Electric Avenue. Yeah. 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 Uh, my parents lived on Electric Avenue before I was born. Electric Avenue, that's a good name for it. Um, my parents uh, lived on Electric Avenue just before I was born, and I thought they lived there just after I was born. I'm a baby, I don't know, do I? But they, th- at some point, I thought I'd been told that. So I re- repeated it as fact. My mum went, no, you're not, you've, you've never lived on Electric Avenue. I told Jack, and he was like, why are you lying on the show? In the show, I was misinformed. Confusing your childhood with Eddie Grant, something. <laughs> 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 I can't really think of. Uh, I mean, I can give you. I lived on Villa Street for ten years, and there's not a single villa on there. Uh, <laughs> like half of it's Aylesbury Estate, and half of it the, state of the flats that I lived in. So maybe I'll go with that. Okay. It's a weak, weak answer. Cut that out, Steve. <laughs> oh, Dolly in the back. Dolly Oladini, at Dolly Oladini. Appeared on our uh, episode where we talked about the Menier uh, Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check that out. <laughs> and on her Instagram, she's got some great photos, upside down photos of tubes. Brilliant. <laughs> Better than it sounds. <laughs> Louder, Dolly, project. How do you feel You're a trained you? actress, Dolly. You use the room. Use I'm the room. I'm not an actress anymore. That's time to pass. Oh, How do you feel about Tiny Temple moving the Elspreys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite outraged about that, actually. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I was in uh, Scope on Wharf Road and I uh, saw Tiny Temple's autobiography, so I thought I'll dig into this. Uh, I was considering buying it, but it's like three quid. Because I thought Steve probably could keep it in the archive, you know, in the, the corner of his front room. But, you know, do you really want to be paying three quid for it? 
And yeah, he says, uh, you know, I was born, uh, I grew up on the uh, Ellsbury Estate in Peckham, uh, which is nice it's in Woolworth, and there's a Burgess Park in the middle, sort of uh, <laughs> pretty clear, like pretty massive boundary. So I thought, why has he put that, right? So I flipped through to see like where else he lives, I think Plumstead. And he keeps going, you know, we grew up in Peckham, we rarely left Peckham, we stayed in the Ellsbury Estate, like, <laughs> like you just... You know, uh, as I said on Twitter, can I just do the joke again? Do the joke yeah. again. It's a good joke. He's literally forgotten where he came from. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a shame, isn't it, Dolly? Because I do like, I quite like his music. You do really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got some... Uh, pass out, isn't it? Pass out. Pass out, yeah. That's Steve. Huh? Steve said pass out. I did say pass out. I, I said it at the show. same time. <laughs> uh, tipsy. Tipsy. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chingy. He's an American rapper. That's not Chingy. There it is. Yeah, it is. So what's the one I'm thinking of? Written in the stars. No, but was it Chingy? We're looking for a rule. So what's the one I'm thinking of? You're fired. Frisky. 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 Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Tipsy is I like that one too. And the one, an earthquake, which is on. I like that too. Yeah. I only like Pass Out, but I like it so much that I think it mm. counts for me liking Tiny Temper as a uh, recording artist. Mm. But then again, I liked, uh, what was the Bashy song I liked? Uh, Millionaire, innit? So there you go. So when we did our, our recent... That's it, when we did our recent uh, Brick School playlist, I was like, I'll just do another Bashy track, because he went there, and I definitely like his stuff. And I listened to all his other stuff, is trash, innit? Yeah, I'm not really slagging him off on the show, do I? He's not listening, is he? He <laughs> might be well into podcasts. But this is like episode one. We're back to episode one where I basically just went after Jim Davidson. That's hoping, fine. But hoping... The hoping, people's comedian. Hoping that he'd hear it and come after us and there'd be like a huge battle and we'd just get loads of uh, press coverage. But obviously, Jim Davidson... He's busy fighting allegations, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, you'd imagine, he can't operate a tin opener, let alone give him like an iPod. He's not downloading podcasts, is he? <laughs> you he's don't, a, he's, he's you a don't moron. use an iPod he's to a download podcasts. But... <laughs> he, he's doing one, isn't he? Yeah. yeah yeah, he's doing Ooh, a podcast. Oh, has it started? Uh, yes, I've listened to like, a bit of it. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Really good. <laughs> oh, that's right. a shame. Mm-hmm. He sounds like an old man on his own in the pub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it quite offensive? More offensive than this. Mm, there we go. Robert there does a podcast you should tune into. This is Deep Play, about football, but mostly about social issues, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Who, what was the other hand that went? You on? thought there was an Avery Hill publishing question. No, I didn't, but I was trying to force him into thinking of one. <laughs> what was that? What's my favourite small press title of 2013? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got one. Ricky Miller. Um, who is your definitive South London? Like quintessential. Steve? Not you, I'm not nominating you. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, the, the sort of headline ones are sort of Bowie and Chaplin. When people sort of, you know, you think about prominence, I don't want to come back to Louis again. But you can. But (laughs) there's a reason why Louis' face, Louis Peckham, real name, you know, there's a reason why we give out flyers with Louis' face on it. Because I think really Louis was the first, not, not in a way, like one of the first people I met that kind of sort of uh, made South London into a thing for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think one of the first things he said to me was, uh, South London as well. I was like, yeah, yeah, right. But we'll, Sarah, we'll Sarah made a, Sarah Hatch, another uh, support of the show. Hello, Sarah. Um, made a point on Facebook a few weeks ago talking about um, when you talk to people about where you're from. If you're from North London or other parts of the country, you tend to just sort of say it as a matter of fact thing. But when South Londoners meet, there is a sort of, you sort of say it to one another and then you grin, knowing that you've met not only someone from the same area but a kindred spirit. Do you know what I mean? No, no, this is where we get to the area of the well, podcast, Steve, where you're all... constantly acting as if it's some kind of like magical special. <laughs> and, and they go, We're, I'm from South London, you nod and go, Yeah, I'm as well. You but wink no, at each other. There's no, nothing, is there? But like, it's no different from, I'm from North London. Oh, right. Yeah, but you and, right. you and Louis would have got on anyway because. That's uh, always dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> Because you've got compatible personality, like, but the South London thing, it's like a cultural shortcut, isn't it? You know you can talk about things like school. And you can do that in other areas as well, but it doesn't seem to happen in the same way. I don't think, I don't know. There are people here not from South London who have a better idea whether that's true or not. They're saying nothing. Is South London that special? 
There's your answer. Sean from West Belfast. She might find it to be a bit stronger there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Copper chest bar for the US Belfast. So, who's your definitive South Londoner then, Steve? I've gone for Louis. I, I, I don't know. I, Steve, say me. <laughs> I, I would say there's a strong shout for your dad. Oh, come on. Because of... Like, no, because, um, I think his sort of levels of community involvement, you know, the whole thing about his involvement at Dulwich, but it's not just Dulwich, is it? He's so sort of... And he's so he's such a, a, a sort of a proud South London as well. He's going around taking photographs, writing about South London, constantly thinking about it, isn't he? You know, it, 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 you were talking uh, before about finding musicians from South London, and, finding, and you know, your father's son. This is what he does. He doesn't do it Literally, for any yeah. purpose other than <laughs> his own enjoyment, but which I think is, is probably he makes it even more valuable than what we do for the show because ours is directed, whereas he's just doing it quite instinctively, naturally. Yeah, I mean, we did once go on a um, a trip, the pair of us, to uh, Great Yarmouth, <coughs> just to go and see. Uh, Edgar Cale's living niece, who was in her 80s. Um, so, I mean, he's quite committed to it, but I don't want to give him too many... Uh, <laughs> are you going to go like Mark Baxter or something, Steve? <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> no, I'd probably stick with A man who um, redesigned the Dulwich Hamlet football club over a weekend... Uh, football club crest over a weekend on a whim, uh, just because he thought it looked a bit tatty and needed freshening up. I think he's had enough air, air time. <laughs> he thrives on mentions. On. And there's always Michael Gosden sitting at the back, sort of embodies that kind of uh, deep southeast borderland, that kind of personality. He's a liminal figure in many yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. So have a listen to our Avery Hill episode and the Avery Hill publishing uh, year roundup for more Michael Gosden. <laughs> so, Miss, you had a question? Yes, sir. This sort of relates to your old man, Jack. Oh. <laughs> or, as I like to call him, which he absolutely hates, going back to the uh, blue plaque, Jack the plaque, but he hates it. I thought it was going to be something more offensive. No, <laughs> well, you can't be that offensive to your man, to be honest. No. Because don't give it back, he's too polite. No, but, um, not my experience, but well, good. For those who don't follow his old man on Facebook, one thing he does, it, God knows how, how much he researches, he puts loads of old photos of South London and in particular like Woolworth and Edward and Castle, and he publishes all these photos, and he puts them on these um, Facebook groups like Now and Then Woolworth or whatever. Now for me, which I, I think the pictures are wonderful, but I absolutely hate those groups, and I'm only yeah. publishing on them, not for the work he's doing, but it's full of people who are pissed off out of South London, and go, oh, it was so much better in my day, now we've got all those immigrants, and it's yeah. not like it was, and that's why I hate those groups. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole episode on it, didn't we? Yeah, Way back. But no, I've had a go at him about it. Now and then, Woolworth is just a group for, run by racist uh, apologists, frequented by racists. Now and then, Woolworth is a group that banned me from the group because uh, I wouldn't let a woman say that Stephen Lawrence uh, was a drug dealer without pulling her up on it. These are the sort of people that go on yeah. it. You know, there are there's beautiful people, wonderful people like Jacker who go on there and just want to look at old photographs and talk about you know the history of the place. But then, on the other side of it, you've just got these feral people that just want to go in there and go, yeah, South London used to be great in the 60s because there was no black people. And that's essentially their point. So we, we, I spent a weekend just arguing with people on Facebook, and then we, we did an episode, which we called Peaches, because uh, a, a woman kept saying coloured, and I was like, that's not acceptable in the 21st century. And she went, it's fine, I've got coloured friends and they love it. And I was like, I don't think they do. Um, and, and then another woman pipes in and said... Uh, well, you know, a lot of people don't like being called white. And I was like, don't they? Who's got a problem with that? And she was like, loads of people. I was like, what do they want to be called? And she went, peach. <laughs> Not my experience. <laughs> so we, we called the episode Peaches. And that's where Steve's nickname, the Peach Devil, comes from. Because <laughs> I'm out there. I'm fighting these people. He is a peach supremacist. <laughs> Any more? Sam Pullum, got a question? Oh, Missy's got a third question, go on. Oh, I just want to spy that at all. No, good, but, good. There's always arguments between South London, it doesn't matter where you're from. Now, I want you, what question do you think 
promises most arguments. And the one you can't use, which is my example, are mental mantis. You see, it, yeah, this is this it's all is horse meat. Is my answer to, uh, <laughs> to almonds or manzies? Yeah, we're 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 probably bad South Londoners in that way. When the, yeah, no, it seems we so don't embrace animal pie, cuisine. Pie and mash seems to have such a cultural stranglehold on South London, and I'm I just I'm indifferent to it. Again, there's an episode where we went to uh, was it manzies with Owen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we got like ten minutes out of it, just sort of going. Uh, what is this Overrated. Yeah. Um, I get in similar trouble, Mishy, for uh, constantly saying Mamushka is terrible. Andrew Humphrey over there, Tupperware guy from earlier. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Humphrey had a go at me for... Yeah. Yeah, really horrible, isn't it? The food. <laughs> the like, thing is, you know, it's, it's a well-cheap coffee. Yeah, the coffee's a pound. Yeah. That's great, and it's open till like midnight sometimes, isn't it? Uh, and but for they us do... all, we will use it as a spot to record at. Because... One of the sites, they say, do you want... Is it, do you want... Salad, or do you want buckwheat? <laughs> and like buckwheat is like, what is it, Steve? Some kind yeah, of grain that's not caught on. But what did you get last time you went there? Um, buckwheat. Meatloaf. Yeah, but there's no option. It's either that or a load of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't get the buckwheat. It's a terrible, And terrible then eat buckwheat. buckwheat. I don't like buckwheat. This place is terrible. That's not on them because you chose the wrong food, is it? <laughs> well, what actually is that? There's limited, limited... That's why I don't get it. I just, uh, you know... So what's the most divisive... Uh, what divides South London is, I suppose, is the... Uh... Where South London stops? That's a big one. I mean, probably five, six years before we even had the idea for this show, I was on the radio talking to Danny Baker about why people read on the bus and what people read on the bus. This is when I was at Waterstone. So they would just sort of, like, send me out to do... Send me out. I was sitting at home in my dressing room. I remember on the phone. No pants. And um, yeah, I was talking to Danny Baker about why people read in the bus and what people read in the bus. And I was giving my own experience living in uh, Annerley and getting the bus into central London to go to work and saying, you know, it's a great time to read. Um, and he was like, oh, South London. His ears pricked up because he's from South London. And he went, whereabouts? I went, uh, Annerley. He went, that's not South London. You'll have to say that again, Steve, because you Sorry. just went into a mime there. <laughs> <laughs> And D- Danny Baker's assumption was that wasn't South London. He's a Birmingham boy. And I knew, and I don't know if I've said this on the show before. I'll reveal it now. I think you've said it twice. Have I? I'll say it three times for luck. Um, I knew that not only did Danny Baker uh, come from Bermondsey, but he went to the same school as my Uncle Paul. My Uncle Paul used to beat him up and talks about it quite proudly. So, did you say that on the radio? No, this is the thing. I was sitting on the radio going, I think, I think it is South London. And all the time I'm thinking, I've got the yeah. bomb on you. And you know what? Any time I want. Yeah, Paul Walsh. Yeah, exactly. Reckon for South London. Paul Walsh. Yeah, click. Yeah. I did it. So I'm, I'm a professional. professional. Even before we started doing the uh, podcast, I knew, I knew what a broadcast needed. Born a professional, weren't you? Yeah. Born a professional. See, I would say there's a lot of, of talk about you know, South London, you know, uh, is Croydon South London, is, is Anley South London, is Crystal Palace South London. There is these, there's, there's you know, we, um, again, we did an episode with Louis talking about it, talking about, you know, and, and we get in trouble occasionally on the show, or about the show, when we, we talk about how we define it. And I came up with South of the River with an S postcode, which I think is still fair. But then it brings sort of Q into the equation. Yeah. yeah, we might go to Q Gardens and don't, Depends how much we get for this uh, picture, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the difficulty. Should we go into the picture? Were there any more questions? Oh, I have a question. Ah, oh, Sam Pullum, and then one more just behind you. Um, I'm going to bring us back to food, if that's right. Ah, oh, tremendous. <laughs> we were planning a Q&A session before. We were, yeah, and you did ask a I question then, didn't you? Yeah. I asked a question about cakes, but I'd like to broaden that. Um, and I'd like the answer to be... In the form of a song? No, it's good. Like to have an emphasis on chicken, but uh, oh yeah, right, right. What do you right. think is the uh, what do you think the best and the worst fast food outlets in South London in your experience? Right, I'm just going to repeat that in case it didn't quite come up on the mic. Uh, what are the best and worst fast food outlets in South London? That's from Sam Pullum of uh, currently New Cross, originally Gant Hill in East London. <laughs> um, right, so if we're going to talk specifically about chicken. Right, there is one chicken shop that does stand out about, above all others, and I've frequented many, including the one from the chicken shop TV show in Clapham. Uh, right near Dulwich actually, if you come out the uh, stadium and turn right, go under the uh, railway bridge, um, Maxin's, not Maxine, Maxin. 
And you see them taking the wings out and putting them on there. There are some vegetarians, so I apologise if this is... Uh, don't go, Bruce, all, Bruce go Bruce. all Morrissey on me. But yeah, that is exceptional. The, uh, their wings are... Uh, I can't eat other wings now. I try, but I can barely get them down. Um, Steve, do you want to dive in with your favourite? Uh, I think I've covered chicken there. Um, See, Steve, won't, he's reluctant to put his hand in his pocket and yeah. buy some food. I'm like Lakeisha and I've got food at home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll hear on the clip show, episode 99, which is back in time, if you're listening to us when it goes <laughs> uh, Lake- Last week's episode for people listening yeah, to podcasts. Tomorrow's gives a, episode for you people here tonight. Lakeisha gives her views on uh, eating out in Brixton, which is a bit of a highlight, so tune into that. Um, the, the electric elephant, which I've mentioned before, yeah. is a particular highlight. The uh, curried chicken pasty bringing it back to chicken, is, uh, is tremendous. Uh, there's a chicken shop in New Cross, uh, just around the one near you, you know, New Cross Gate. And for a long time they had a shopping trolley in the seating area. That was sort of a bit off-putting. <laughs> Steve? Now you say electric elephant. I do you don't like just it. say the same one as me. <laughs> I do like it. Um... So, oh, 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 got it. Here we go. Oh, Falafel and Campbell. There's the one. Yeah, trying to address the balance. There we go. A lot of vegetarians. Also, uh, fish Kateka Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the name, isn't it? The name. The name's pretty. But also, uh, I like fish and chips. Um, as a uh, first time listener, which wow. podcast do I thought you meant other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go, uh, yeah, pop, pop. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was trying to think of North London podcasting. I was going to say the Fighting Tottenham podcast. I was on once. But, not, but no, that's not, not what that. you mean at all. I would say, uh, and again, the phrase is going to sound weird, for you tomorrow's show, but for the people listening to this podcast last week's show, episode 99, which is a clip show drawn from like the first 25 episodes. And it gives you a good sort of flavour in terms of, like, favourite shows... I mean, if you like David Bowie, listen to those ones. Yes. And if you don't like David Bowie, probably just listen to David Bowie instead of this. Tell <laughs> 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 you into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the one that you're... Uh, the guy you sit next to, Owen, was on was a strong one, episode 16. He's always a good guess. Also, I mean, just... everyone in the room, they, were, they did so well, didn't they, Steve? They did. Oh, another episode that owns all the skyscrapers. There's a lot of fun. Yeah, the ten, do you want to know the ten biggest structures in South London? What do you mean, no? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there's, uh, that was a good one. But that's also good because, oh, as well as that, there's, uh, I, don't, I can't even remember what the segue would have been, but it ends up with Owen telling a story about putting Detto in the bath. Yeah, is it a man who used uh, half, a, half a bottle of Detto half per bath? Oh, no, half, yeah, sorry, half yeah. a bottle of Detto per bath. Is so, he still you know, around? But that's the thing, you're getting the 10 toilet structure in South London and a death hole bath story, all in one package. But, I don't know, episodes that turned out well, the so, Borough one I was pleased with. Yeah, I thought that was a bit of a boring one, really. That yeah, that's just a, all you giving out a load of history, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, this is another sort of divisive thing on the show mm. where... I want to talk about uh, local history in South London and Jack. Just, I just want to make wisecracks. <laughs> That tooting one was fantastic with you guys like wandering yeah. the streets. Oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> got, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was something we talked about doing for a while. Um, and it was basically a technical problem because... We, I lost the wind cover for the microphone. So we had a lot of plans to go out and do things outdoors. But as, what would happen is as soon as you get outside, Jack would be sort of going, we can't do this as there's, the wind's going to kill us. And I couldn't feel or hear any wind, so I'd be like, you, what are you talking about? And then he'd play it back to me, and he'd be like, just white noise, isn't it? Just no sound whatsoever. Peach noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, wisecracks, Steve. This is what people are after. <laughs> but yeah, the tune episode was great, because it just let us... It felt like, you know, part of what we wanted to do with the show, sort of wander around places in South London, and have a plan about where we were to go, but also just stumble across things. You know, there's a, a moment in there where we went to look at uh, a hospital and it was something about there was light in the sky and it just seemed really sinister all of a sudden. And everyone yeah, but around the, us, the only thing with that is I really don't want to come across like we were trying to stigmatise uh, mental illness. 
Was that no, not it the was. Idea? It was but, very much. It was. It was like. But it was definitely kind of partly a prison. Yeah, kind of there, there was something about the structure of the place, but also, as I say, the light. And we sort of walked, and like I leant on this wall, and it shifted. Yeah, you are a large man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, Steve, we need, we, uh, we tooting, listen to the tooting Right, episode, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll, I think we'll wrap the show up, yeah. Thanks for coming so much. Much appreciated. Uh, we'll wrap up with, uh, well, I don't know how like, well this, like oh, did he? Yeah. Paul, if it's about the toy department at Morley's, <laughs> we're getting the landlord <laughs> to drag you out. You can try. Army trained, so. Firstly, two years on, fantastic work you've done so far. That's Paul. <laughs> Secondly, Steve, you mentioned the Borough episode, culture, this area's cultural hub. You've mentioned uh, like the Brit School, and I just want to know, when are you going to do an episode on Goldsmith College? Mm. Yeah. We have talked about it. I soon, mean, soon. the thing is, it had a proud history. Now they're letting anyone in, aren't they? This is the problem. I mean, you've, you've uh, qualified over here. He's teaching over uh, lecturing over there. What's the point? No, we, we, it's something we have talked about, isn't it? It yeah, I look forward to eulogising about James Blake's first album. So, there's the, he went there. Did anyone else go there? Stephen Green, Damien Hurst, Tracy Ammon. The list goes on, Steve. Right. But yeah, soon, Paul. Soon is the answer. So send, send us your favourite Goldsmith uh, alumni. Blur. Blur. Yeah, well, that's that done then. <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't know how much money we're going to get for this, yeah. This is not just the case of us trying to drain you for some money, but we're probably going to spend the money that we raise, if we raise any, from Owen Pommie's original Southland Hardcore logo. Not original, Louis obviously did one on the wall first, but Owen's first one. It's an original Owen Pommery. Get in on the ground floor, as I said before. Uh, we'll probably spend the money, Steve, going to the uh, Brunel Museum yeah, you said in Rotherhive, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. We might even take Owen. If, there's an, if we raise nine pounds, three pounds each. Um, so, you know, you're welcome to pay on PayPal if you don't have any money with you. This is going to go terribly, isn't it? <laughs> but basically, uh, depending on how much money you get, and if we get to nine pounds, you will essentially be the sponsor of an episode. Think of it in that way. We'll also be auctioning this picture of Steve. Off. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to auction off the, the statues they made of us, but they went wrong. <laughs> it's not even close. No, no beards. What could that be? I mean, that's obvious. It's the old king's head. What could that it's be? Lauren it's Lauren Hardy. Lauren Hardy. Right. Yeah. That's what it is then. I thought that was a joke. You know, no. comedy like the tall one. Or another so fine mess you got me into or something. <laughs> so I'm Stan So Steve, do you know how to do an auction? Um, yeah. I've watched uh, Homes Under But genuinely though, like this is, I would love to have this. Like, I, it's, I not, already, not just, it's not just a bit of toot we're trying to shift on you. <laughs> if anyone's thinking that. I, I already own uh, an original page of Owen Pomery's work uh, because we did a uh, story scale for Wu Wei, which I've got yeah. a page from. Yeah, you can buy that, can't you? Wu Wei. You can buy Wu Wei. Yeah, not here. from Gosh and various other places. Yeah. Do you want to do an auction then, Steve? Yes. Because I've got bad hands. <laughs> you, no, you can't hammer that down, can you? You just get into <laughs> trouble. Okay. Fingerprints on the front. <laughs> Clean it with my arm hairs. <laughs> Clean never now. Um, do I hear one pound? Yes, you do. Wow, a few people going well. Let's say Celeste one pound. Do I hear two pounds? Okay. More. I think March first. You reckon? Fiver. Okay. Seven. Okay. Eight. You weren't in at seven, you were in at eight. Oh, you're doing great. It's hard to keep track though, isn't it? Ten. Let's go to ten. Right, two in at ten. Eleven. Paul, just bid every time. <laughs> no, he wants to keep a bit of he does, mystery, right. doesn't it? Fifteen. I'm just going to check if we've had any late email. Sixteen. <laughs> keep him busy, Steve. Seventeen. I've got two in at sixteen at the moment. Oh, so, right. Donnie's going in at seventeen. Twenty. Paul's in at 20. 21. Donnie's in at 21. 22. 23. 24. 25. So it's Paul at 24 at the moment, though. We're both at 25. 26. Dolly at 26 at the moment. So I've got Rob Pollard on the email. Paul uh, at 26. Is not interested, guys. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> Paul at 26. 27? Paul at 26. Going once. Going tw- oh, hello. 28. 
27. Oh, David, David White, White at the back. KG. 28. Using that small press. 29. Money. 30. 32. 34. <laughs> 38. 40. 38 with David White at the back. 39. What? You won't do 40. You do 39. Outrageous, isn't it? How are you supposed to get a read off this guy? <laughs> right, so Paul with 39, 40 for David. 41. It's might not be one of your fits, Michael. <laughs> so 41 with Michael Gosling. Is that an actual Michael, you've been Michael? in character, or is this been <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> so 41, Michael, 42. Paul Cruz back in. Just random, isn't it? 43. So it's 42 with Paul at the moment. Do I hear 43 from anywhere? 43. 45. 45 with Paul. 47. 47 with David. 40. 50. 47 with David. 48. 48. 49, David. 49. 50, Paul. 50. 50. 51, David. Okay. 53. Paul. 52. 52. That's fair enough. That's the next number, to be fair. He's just, he's just using uh, arithmetic. That's fine. 52, Paul. 53? 52, 50. Okay. <laughs> 53. Okay. If you said 52, 60, I'd be furious. <laughs> 53 with Paul? No, go 53 with Paul going once. 53 with Paul going twice. 53 with Paul. <laughs> oh, Paul. Very kind, very kind, Paul, and you others, if you weren't bluffing, very kind. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will be going to the Brunel Museum. You are invited. We might get lunch. We'll go to one of the events there. Then, yeah, right? we can, yeah. yeah, we can go nuts. Buy an engine. <laughs> <laughs> we should invite Paul as well. Yeah, actually, yeah. Paul, you coming to the Brunel Museum with us? You'll have to pay for yourself. <laughs> 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 right. I don't care. <laughs> Right, so southlandhardcore.com. Uh, this is for people at home more than you guys. You know the website, isn't it? Uh, Facebook.com slash southlandhardcore at SLHC on Twitter and Instagram. Southlandhardcore at gmail.com. Remember to uh, email us your Monsieur No t shirts. Um, you'll win a t shirt with Monsieur No on it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for coming more than anything. Thanks a lot. Woo! Bye. 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 <laughs>